The Federal Trade Commission released a report on what ISPs know about you of the six major internet service providers. I'm Tripp, and this is the Insecurity Brief Podcast. Please share this program. It's the only way that others are going to find it. This is the Insecurity Brief Podcast. It features tech news and analysis throughout the world. This podcast is made possible through advertising and listeners like you. If you can't donate, please share this program. We depend on you. The report itself is not anything I haven't suspected or known, but some of it may surprise you. So I thought I'd go over this and leave you a couple notes. I'm not going to bore you with all of it, but reading part of it, um, here's the executive summary. It's important of the internet in the daily lives of consumers cannot be overstated. It is relatively brief existence. It has become a vital tool for communication, information, and commerce, and entertainment. Approximately 93% of adults in the United States use the internet and the average consumers spend 6 hours and 56 minutes online each day. As direct gateways to the essential and ubiquitous tool, the internet service providers, ISPs, can monitor and record their customers' every online move, giving them the ability to survey customers and amass large amounts of information on them as they go about their daily lives. In addition to providing internet, voice, cable access, these gatekeepers also have become major players in content creation and ad monetization. Over the past few decades, the telecommunication industry has evolved into vertically integrated platforms that provide internet, cable, content, distribution, advertising, and analytics, all of which has increased the volume of information available about consumers, improved the industry insights into consumers' behaviors, and strengthened the persistence of identifiers capable of tracking users across platforms and assets. For example, in 2011, Comcast acquired NBC Universal, making it the first time that a cable company controlled a major broadcast network. Verizon purchased AOL in 2015, combining one of the largest mobile networks, providers with a leading content provider, and Yahoo in 2017 created a diverse house of more than 50 media and technology brands. And in 2020, Amazon received approval to deploy and operate 3,236 satellites, allowing it to deliver satellite-based broadband services in the United States. 
This rapid consolidation has allowed ISPs to access and control a much larger and broader cache of consumer data than ever before without having to explain fully their purposes for each collection and use, much less whether such collection and use is good for consumers. Operations as a result of finding the details above, we make the following four observations. Many ISPs in our study amass a large amount of large pools of sensitive consumer data. Several ISPs in our study and their affiliates collect significant amounts of consumer information ranging from products and services that they offer. The vertically integration of ISP services with other services like home security and automation, video streaming, content creation, advertising, email, search, wearables, and connected cars permits not only to a large collection of large volumes of data, but also a collection of highly granulated data about individual subscribers. Moreover, there's a trend in the ISP industry to, subs to combine the subscriber data with additional information from third-party data brokers, resulting in extremely granular insights and inferences not in just ISP subscribers, but their families and households. Several ISPs in our study gather and use data in ways a customer would not expect and could cause them harm. While customers certainly expect ISPs to collect certain information about the websites they visit as part of the provision of the internet services, they would be surprised at the extent of data that's collected and combined for purposes unrelated to providing service they request, in particular browsing data, television viewing history, contents of email and search data from contacted devices, location information, race and ethnicity data. More concerning, this data could be used in a way that may be harmful to consumers, including by property managers, bail bondsmen, bounty hunters, or those who would use it for discriminatory purposes. That was an interesting tie-in. These companies all contribute to also manipulating you, and that is the purpose of advertising. It's unfortunate also because, you know, the, the thing is that the Federal Trade Commission is just a regulatory arm. It doesn't have the authority to regulate over telephone communication. So part of the information that they offered what in their report what didn't really hit on the breadth of the depth by which we're all tracked. Now, of course, they don't talk about also the fact that some of these ISPs when they do have phone service record the calls and the metadata. So actually, the voice call is recorded as well. These, uh, these also, you know, when we're talking about this, there's also um, 
there's also the fact that the large uh, carriers that had cell phones in the very beginning only allowed two companies to compete inside the United States, that be Apple and Google. All the others were uh, pushed away. Now, Apple and Google are worldwide phenomenons, but they're worldwide phenomenons because the United States pushed them onto the rest of the world. The reason behind that, of course, was to spy on the rest of the world using our State Department and our national security state. Um, that's you know kind of what that business is all about globally. But we as people are not allowed to remove the apps that are on the devices themselves. How, what this has to do with ISPs is this is an ISP trick. And if you, on your phone, look at some of the applications that are there, um, tie into other forms of social media that also are part and parcel to the data collection as well. The thing is, all of this stuff is not isolated. That is a myth. It's all collective, and all of these guys share data. There are meetings between big data players and their conduits. I mean, if you get thrown off of social media right now, if you get thrown off of Facebook and get thrown off of Twitter, it's only a matter of time before you get thrown off of Google. They haven't pulled that one yet that I know of, but... You know, watch for um, watch for it soon. I mean, I've watched people get thrown off of YouTube, but they're not thrown off of um, the rest of the internet. Meaning, they're not um, blocked from access to Amazon. You see, all of these companies are all together, and we need options, and we need options from real not regulation, I'm not a regulation kind of per person, but the problem is that we have regulation that causes more and feeds more into regulation. If we didn't have carriers, for example, cell phone providers that regulated what equipment could be there, we wouldn't be stuck with the ISPs that we currently have. This is a self-propelling problem. As long as we have regulation, we'll have more regulation on top of the other regulation that didn't work the first time because it was short-sighted because they couldn't see that around because that's the idea of regulation is to regulate more and regulate the regulators. It is what we need to do is actually tell these companies that they aren't allowed to do it anymore. This is, this is a thing. In the United States, we own ourselves. We are our own self. No one owns us. But when it comes to your name, these guys think they own it. I'm Tripp. Have a great afternoon and that's something to think about. Until next time. <music>